For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Good morning, everybody. We are starting a little early today. I have two amazing guests, two amazing guests that I'm so excited to have on the show today. Um, man, hold on a second. Let me turn this down. So, how's everyone doing this morning? Everyone have a good weekend? Um, today, it's Monday. Today is Morning Gratitude, and I'm super stoked about today's show. Um, but I really want to, first things first, give a good morning, Timothy. Good to see you, my man. I really, really, really want to do some gratitude really quick before our guest comes on. Um, I have to give a shout-out to Manny Lopez uh, for putting on an amazing event in San Diego, Cervex San Diego. I am really looking forward to the other events. I want to give a shout-out to, to just everyone that attended. Uh, we had some amazing, amazing speakers and just really am grateful for the time that people took, the, the, the work that people put into their craft to give amazing speeches that were changing people's lives. I want to give a shout out to, to uh, a gentleman named Dom. Uh, I think it's Fawcett is how you say his last name. Forgive me, Dom, if it's wrong. But I want to give a shout out to you. He's an amazing speaker. This book is something that you guys should check out. It is an amazing story. Um, really, really solid dude. I'm extremely grateful for uh, just my world is starting to come together a little bit and and it feels amazing. So I just want to really, really encourage you guys to continue to pursue your dreams because it will happen. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean without struggle, but it's in a power. It's, it's the only way to freedom. I swear to you. Um, I want to read something really, really quick before we bring on Natalia, our first guest, who is incredible. Uh, Mariana, good to see you this morning. Great to see you. Chris, good to see you. I see you in the like comment. Um, I like the snowfall today. I'm <laughs> feeling like it's snowing. Uh, I want to say, okay, here we go. Answer this question. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Would you write a book? Would you produce music? Would you start your own business? Would you go back to school? Would you get married? Would you lose weight? We all have something we'd love to do and someone we'd love to become, but often the greatest fear we face is failure. The notion that we could fail, fall flat on our faces often outweighs the potential income of our God-given destiny. But what if you found out that failure could, could actually help you succeed? Deuteronomy 31 captures a moment in history that should encourage every person who's ever had a big dream. Joshua, not me, but I'm on this path. Joshua is about to succeed Moses, which is not something many men would sign up for. It would be the equivalent of becoming the president of the United States in the midst of war. Moses knew his time was up, and it was time to pass the baton to a worthy man of God. On behalf of God, Moses tells us, all people, to be strong and courageous. But then Moses pulls Joshua in close for a special message in front of everyone. The camera zooms in tight on Moses and Joshua, and everyone began waiting on the words Moses will give to his successor. Moses tells Joshua the same thing God told his people, be strong and be courageous. 
whatever you've been afraid to do and whoever you've been afraid to become, God wants to encourage you today to be strong and to be courageous. The person God wants you to become is the person that isn't afraid of anything, regardless of the outcomes of your dreams. What's up with that? That is beautiful. Anyway, with that said, I am so stoked, guys, to introduce you our first guest, Natalia, Diane, Sanchez, everyone. Please welcome her to the show. Good morning, Ed. Good to see you, man. Natalia, how are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm really, really good. I'm exhausted from the weekend, but I'm just full of, uh, I'm pregnant with enthusiasm for this week. And uh, I am so stoked. I, for, You know, I didn't read your bio, so please forgive me. Oh, um, that's okay. That's okay. But I want to do two things because I kind of want to get to know you with the audience. I watched you during another interview, and I just am really impressed with your work and what you're doing. Great smile, by the way. Um, but first things first, Natalia, can you tell us, tell the audience what you're grateful for today? Oh, my gosh. One, I'm grateful to be here and to be sharing this experience with all of you and um, just to be – Sharing the message that just exactly what you said right before, which was such a powerful message of, I think, despite our fear, pursuing what we believe we were destined for regardless and with courage and bravery and with in just with to be bold in fighting for what we believe is is our destiny. So I'm super grateful to be here and to be taking those steps moving forward for myself and hopefully encouraging others to do the same with their lives. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Good morning, Nick Harris. How are you guys doing? Ed, good to see you. Um, guys, there's going to be, this is going to be a fantastic interview. I'm not bragging on me. I'm just, I've seen her be interviewed, so it's going to be awesome. So you guys want to share this. I assure you, she's going to give you some good stuff. Um, Natalia, who are you? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so essentially, I'm I'm the founder of MGMT Elite Professional Coaching, and I am a certified high performance coach. So uh, just recently, I decided to go all in on on my dream, which is to help others uh, feel empowered to pursue their goals and their dreams um, in their highest best self. And I believe that the best way to do that is to to open up the doors for growth and mentorship and to allow ourselves to be humble enough to seek out answers for the questions that we have regarding what it is that we need to do and gain clarity around, around those questions. I love so, that. Yeah. No, keep going. Keep going. Oh, well, so, so essentially what I do, um, at least, at least right now is I, I work one-on-one -on -one or with groups in, in coaching. Um, I do, I prefer to do professional coaching, although life coaching is definitely something that I, that I do as well. Um, I think that working, focusing on professional development also lends itself to development within our lives. Um, and I think right now what we're seeing is, or at least what I've been experiencing is that people tend to be really disconnected in the work that they're doing on a daily basis, but it's not necessarily a reflection of the job itself, but really this sense of a lack of alignment from within. And so my goal is to help other people find that alignment within themselves and then apply that to everything that they do. And then using that energy, they can then, um, they can then move forward and figure out what it is that they ultimately want to do with themselves. Oh, that's terrific. So how do you separate, like there, there are a lot of coaches out there and there's mm -hmm. a lot of wannabe coaches and it seems sure. like, one of my friends is a coach. On Everybody's a coach, right? <laughs> Everybody's a coach. And I admire, I mean, I, I love that because it's a, such a sacrifice of yourself, but it's awfully competitive. Like how right. do you, how do you separate yourself? What is, what would you say the key to separating yourself in that world? 
I, th- I think it's helping people get results. I think that a lot of times, and look, when I, before I became a coach, I was one of those people that felt like it was a saturated market and really full of people that weren't, that, that weren't making the difference, at least that I would like to see in people's lives. I think that, you know, we tend to see coaching as like this very hippie, fluffy approach of pursuing your goals. You know what I mean? Like, let's sit here and and envision what your future will look like. And I'm just like, no, like, let's ask some questions that are going to challenge you to get you to move forward. And so um, when I found Certified High Performance Coaching, this was through my mentor, Brendan Burchard. And if if you haven't uh, looked into him, do you know? Yeah. Do you 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 know? Coach. That dude's bad. He's awesome. Yes, yes, he's amazing. He's incredible. And he's he's changed my life. I mean, I was introduced to him back in March, and um, he is just a powerhouse and so incredible in his work and full and full of passion and joy. And so that really inspired me. But again, the the, the integrity in his work is really what attracted me to his coaching. And he's got a full curriculum, you know, that's twelve sessions long. It's um, focused on five key elements that are that are proven to be the markers for success for those uh, highest performers in, in the world. And I mean, he's worked with, with Oprah, he's worked with Richard Branson. I mean, he's worked with, with top performers across Olympians, you know, so he's really throughout his 20 years of of practice has identified what is essential for people to succeed. And that tends to be um, that people need more clarity. People need more energy. People need to be more productive. People need to, have more courage in what they do. And they also need to know how to influence other people um, to take bolder steps in action. So I think this is what sets at least my, you know, our coaching apart. I'm not saying that there aren't other, I think, you know, to each his own. And some people want that hippie, soft, fluffy coach, you know, but um, I'm looking for people. I'm looking to work with people who are passionate, who are driven and who are, who are really seeking that edge that's going to help them get to that next level of their life and feel empowered to do so. I want to give a shout out real quick. Oh my God, Brian, Ivan, Shane, Jim, Shane, Nick. Wow. What an audience today. Good morning, everyone. I can't see everyone's names, but welcome to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. We have an amazing guest, Natalia Diane Sanchez. Your name's cut off. Hold on. We're going to put your name on here real quick. Okay. I can't, and <laughs> I right. can't see, I can't see everybody on here, but hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good morning. God, what a beautiful, what a beautiful crowd this morning. My goodness. Um, so why, let me ask you something. So I don't want a coach sure. that has been through some, some crap. <laughs> I want a coach that I know has been through some S and just their backs have been against the wall. They, they basically been almost dead and they just struggled with life. They've lost everything. They know what the gutter's like, mm. but they also know what it's like to dig in deep and crawl out of it. So tell me about a time when you were down on the mat and you should have just been done, finished. What was it that got you off the mat and made you get back to fight? Oh, man. Um that I appreciate that question, and I think that there's so many points in my life when when that when that has happened. Um, just recently, I mean, we can use this this last year um, again. Starting with your, the message that you shared this morning, just about you know pursuing your destiny and in, in the face and facing your fears. Um, this last year, I was in a job that I a career that I was good at and that I could have continued to do, but it wasn't my passion and it wasn't really how I felt that what I felt I was destined to do in, in my highest service to others. And so I was also in a relationship that was, was 
not the the relationship for me. And I knew that, you know, and, and it, I was so blessed to have that experience. But I also knew that I had to make the really hard choice of of leaving. And we were, you know, we were living together. We had been together for, for a couple of years. And I had also been at this other job for a couple of years. And I realized that the only thing that I could do what, for myself in order to save myself would be to leave both. And um, I really didn't have, at the same time, you know, I had decided that I wanted to pursue this business of, of creating a professional development coaching, uh, coaching program, coaching business for other people. And so, and everybody thought I was crazy. And um, everybody has also said that it was insane for me to make, to take such a bold step. So at the time I just thought, you know, I left, I ultimately left my job and um, I think two weeks before I left my job, I left my, my partner at the time and I didn't have huge amounts of savings. To be honest, I had very limited savings and I had to, we were living together. So, and he kept everything. So I had to strike out and find a new place to live. I had to find, um, completely, you know, build up my, my room in my new place. Um, and then I had to basically figure out what I was going to do with myself because I didn't have a backup plan financially. I didn't have another, another job. I had my coaching certification and a new, a new room in a house and that was it. And, um, everything I had to do was by myself. And so I think that ultimately at that moment, I was really questioning whether or not I'd made the right decision because I felt like I had, after that, I really didn't have anything else. And I, I don't think it was quite rock bottom, but I definitely think that it would have been very easy for me to find something else, um, that would have been more conventional. And instead I, I decided to continue pursuing my path. However, I did ultimately get recruited by another company to manage uh, their studio, and I took that job. So here I was in this position where I had given up the relationship, I had given up this job, I decided to go all in on building my business, and then when the opportunity came to to say no to something else, um, it seemed like a safe bet, and so I, I went in on that. And then I kind of gave up this path, and this was just this last year. So here I was, like, ready to go all in kind of like thinking what I hit was rock bottom. And then I was, you know, still willing to do the work, but then an opportunity came up and I took it because it was easier. And so then after about, I want to say four months into that job, I found myself feeling again, out of alignment, really unhappy, um, learning a lot, but again, still realizing, feeling this resistance within me that it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and that I had really turned away from what I was supposed to be doing. And so this actually required me to take a step that was even more bold. And I mean, I thought like, okay, hey, that, that what I just did a few months ago, that was pretty bold. But what could have been even more bold? And that would have been to pack everything up and um, find a place that I could stay for a little while to really get my business going and knowing that it, I would have absolutely nothing else, to, you know, having nothing else to support me. And that's what I did. So I left that job and I moved back up here to Northern California and now um, I'm all in on my business right now. So, you know, I think that in those moments, like, I mean, trust me, I've questioned myself every single day if, if I'm making the right choice, you know, because it's not, it definitely hasn't been safe. And that's the issue is, is that's, it's definitely not necessarily the safest thing to do, but anything else would be turning against myself and to feel like I would be going backwards, right? Yeah. What I want to I want to talk about something because it, it it was kind of skirted over, but you brought up the transition from the business and stepping into your pur- purpose professionally. 
but you also left behind a relationship that wasn't good for you. Right. Those transitions can be hard enough with a solid foundation at home. Right. Explain what that was like to have to emotionally detach from a relationship and then set yourself free. I mean, did you feel pretty naked and vulnerable in that situation? Where oh my God. Sports gone. Like, what did you do? How did you get to the emotional part of dealing with your relationship while going through the transition professionally? So, yeah, absolutely. I was so incredibly vulnerable. And what I realized, I think what I had to face was how isolated I had become in my relationship and that really the only su- support system that I had were were the friends or my my staff, my team at my at the job that I ended up leaving. So, um again, yeah, I definitely um had to face feeling incredibly alone and incredibly vulnerable. And there was a lot of crying, you know, and there was a lot of um sadness in that but then at the same time I think that you know it's okay for us to feel down about where we're at in our lives it's okay for us to embrace the fact that maybe things aren't perfect or that they suck or that things are we're we're in the gutter you know but I think in facing that we have to ultimately decide where we want to go from there and I think that at that moment, in those moments, because it wasn't just one moment, it was over the course of, of months where I would, I would be fine. And then suddenly I would feel crushed because I would be realizing what, where I was in my life when, I mean, when you, I think when we pursue relationships, especially, we don't ever imagine that it's not going to, we don't really imagine or bank that it's not going to work. I think we fully, I mean, at least for myself, I was fully invested in in imagining that this was going to work out. And so I didn't think that I would be going backwards or find myself in this place where I was utterly alone, sad and, and, and hurt, you know? So I didn't, I don't think detaching from those emotions is, is what made me, made it easier for me to move forward. I think it was realizing that I didn't want to feel that way anymore and that I needed to do whatever I could to get, get out of that place. So it's acknowledging it, owning it, facing it and saying, okay, like, what am I going to do about it? And yeah. that's ultimately, you know, you have to be willing to take action and get yourself out. You know, the longer you allow yourself to wallow in that, in those feelings, it's just going to bring you down even further. Wow. This is really good. Uh, Riddle, forgive me if I'm saying your your name wrong. Uh, what is the why factor? I guarantee something bigger and something valuable to her depends on her to be strong enough to do what she is meant to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking that question. Here's the thing, like, and this is why I left my relationship was that I knew that my why factor is, again, I want to serve other people in the greatest capacity that I can. And I, I truly believe that that's why I'm here. Um, and I had at the time, like earlier this year, I hadn't quite figured out how I was going to be doing that. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that I needed to start taking action in order to figure it out. And in the relationship that I was in and also in the work that I was in, both were consuming me. One was consuming me emotionally and the other was consuming me, uh, you know, physically, psychologically. I mean, it was just taking, both were just taking up so much of my time. And I had to ask myself if I was willing to sacrifice my life and sacrifice the service that I could provide others um, by continuing to go down this path of being in this relationship that was ultimately making me unhappy, right? And then being in this job that ultimately wasn't fulfilling my passion and my, and my destiny. So my, my why was the greatest service is the service that I want to provide others is I want to be of, of help and I want to empower others to live their lives in their greatest capacity. And I knew that in this relationship, I wasn't being supported to do that. I wasn't, I wasn't being encouraged to do that. You know, unfortunately he, he didn't 
have the same vision. And so I couldn't be with somebody or in a job that didn't support the vision that I ultimately had. And so I had to be willing to let those things go. So who I actually, Nick asked a question. I want to Nick, your question is going to come second, but I want to follow up on Rydell. But why, who, or what is depending on you to be successful? Oh, who's depending on me? Right, right, to be successful. I think all, I think it's, it's, it's really the world. I mean, I think especially right now in the world that we're living in, we need leaders that are, that are willing to demonstrate and model what is possible and see, show us what is possible both in, in a positive light and in our greatest, fullest self. I think that we are limiting I – te- I think that as a community, as a culture, we, we're, we're holding ourselves back because there's so much fear and negativity going on, and we're playing a small game. I think so many of us are playing small because we don't know what the F is going on around yeah. us. You know what I mean? And I just – I wake up every day and I say, look, I don't want to live that small life because I believe that there was so, there's so much more out there. And I want everybody else to feel empowered to live a, live a bigger life and play a bigger game. The audience is clapping, too. You can't. <laughs> Thanks. All of them standing up clapping in their chairs right now. I love that. Um, Nick wants to know if you, you – Infinity, good to see you. Um, I, Nick Harris wants to know if you struggled financially during this transition. I'm going to say something really quick about that. When you, when, when I, I, I'm going to, when I took the, made the decision, I just got done being homeless. I, I went to jail. The company let me keep my job wow. somehow during this part. And they didn't even know if I was going to get out of jail. They gave me the job. But right when I got out, I realized, what am I doing? I am yeah. wasting my gifts. I don't want to. Job. I want to pursue what I've known God has placed on my heart to do yeah. since I was a little kid. Yeah. I'm going for it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to figure it out and just at least take the first step. And then the next day I'm going to take another step. And the next day I'm going to take another yes. step. I'm just yeah. going to keep stepping until I get there. And damn right you struggle financially because you're going to get screwed over. People are going to to try to knock you down. When they see your stars rising, they're going to try to shut you down and make you stop. And guess what? It doesn't matter. They can't stop you because the more you step into your purpose, you will find the people that you need in your life and you will come together and band together. And and, and even though that journey is your journey, when you continue to take the steps that you need to take, God will put the people in your life that need to be there and the financial miracles will come. You want to see miracles? You want to know that there's a God? You want to know that you are blessed and everyone is meant to do something great, take the first step. You will amen. see the miracle. Natalia, I'll allow you to comment on that. For, well, amen to everything that you just said. And look, I, I mean, I will take as, I will be ultimately humble in this moment and say, like, I'm living with my mom. Okay. Like I'm, I'm in my thirties. I, I moved back to Northern California. I was living very comfortably in San Diego and I could have stayed in a job at the time that was, that was comfortable, you know, I mean, it was, it was at least in the making, you know, my ends meet, you know, but, um, I, again, this was like that, the the next job that I took after finally leaving, you know, the bad job and the bad relationship. And then I found something that was safe. And in doing that, you feel in your body, the sense of resistance and the sense of, like you hear the whisper, you know, like God's whisper of like, look, this isn't, this isn't the thing. This isn't the thing for you. And you live with that every single day. And honestly, that to me is worse 
having that living in that place of knowing that you're not living into your fullest, your greatest sense, your greatest self, your, your destiny, your power, like neglecting all of those things and living with that every day is, is death. And it is the fastest, in my opinion, the fastest way to get there, you know? And I just feel like, um, if it meant me picking up everything that I had, you know, and moving in with my mom to pursue my, my dream of serving others in my greatest capacity, then I knew that's what I needed to do. And it was the thing that I didn't want to do. It was the thing that I knew I would, I, I tried so much to avoid, but it was, I knew that I had to do that. And so financially to answer the question, yeah, I'm struggling. Like, I'm in the process of building a business. I don't think there's anybody who, unless they're getting funded, you know, seriously funded by other people, I don't think there's very many people out there who go out and start a business who are, who are just make real in the money in right off the bat. Usually when you go in on your, on, go all in on you, there's a process of struggle there, you know? And I think that that's, and I think that that's sort of what you have to go through in order to prove yourself. You know, like you have to prove that it's, it's, it's really what you want. And if it is really what you want, you're going to go, go and get it at all costs. It's, it's also that struggle is God's way of re- one, making sure you're ready for it. 100%. 100%. Prepared for the success. I blew $2 million in less than a year being a jackass. It was on me. I wasn't ready for the success. I wasn't ready yeah. for the money. I didn't appreciate it. I did not, like, I just, I didn't honor it. I didn't yeah. value the fact that God had gifted me with this blessing. And I blew it because I was partying my brains off, being irresponsible, being a piece of garbage. And I threw it away. I denied yeah. I denied the, the opportunity for God to use that as a blessing, but I wasn't ready. And now right. that I've gone through the struggle and I was homeless and I was supposed to live in a I was given six, I mean, just... I'm sorry. I get so frustrated when I think about it because like I had wasted that time, but now like I value and relish the struggle because I know exactly carry me for the greatest fight of my life. And it's the fight that I was destined to be in. It's what I want to do. It's what makes me feel alive. And yes, I'm not on the mountaintop, but damn it. I'm really, really loving where I'm at and enjoying that because now I know that every time I break, every time there's a struggle, there is a blessing there for all of us. We all can learn from that. The blessing is in the breaking, as TD Jake says, and it's so true. Enjoy that moment. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the struggles because it is preparing you for the most beautiful ride of your life. And so even though you're struggling, Natalia, you are doing such a beautiful thing for the world, and it's really about one person at a time. Right. Our struggles and our gifts are not about us. They are for yeah. others. And, and the people that have been watching that have been a part of this broadcast, oh, my God, there are so many people on here. This is amazing. Sandy, good to see you. Rydell, so good to see you. Nick, my man. Monica, great to see you. Maria, good to see you. We are with the amazing Natalia. Um you guys are just a blessing, but the people that have watched me before and they, they know, they've seen me be away yeah. from they know how bad I want to do what it is that I'm called to do, yeah. but I'm enjoying the struggle. And you know what? It's so what that you're living with your mom. Yeah. Who cares? You're doing what you have to do. You're making the sacrifices now so that you can live your dream. You can pursue it. You can do what God called you to do. And it's so magical. And I think also, Josh, you know what? If we, if, I think the struggles, it's like, if you're not willing to face the struggles that come along the way, how bad do you really want this so-called dream? 
You know what I mean? And I think that that's ultimately what we have to ask ourselves is like, what are the sacrifices that we're willing to make? What, how hard, how badly are we willing to struggle in order to get to where we need to go to, again, serve others in our greatest capacity? We, can't, we cannot serve others if we don't understand the struggle. Yeah. You know, and I think that, but in order to understand the struggle, we got to go through it. There's no sitting on in this ivory tower of like, oh, you can see people struggling, say that, you know, it. you've got to feel it, you know, you've really got to feel it. And you've got to be down in that, in that place where you're crying. I mean, <laughs> literally a week after I moved in, I don't know if you read, I had a blog post that I, I posted up on my, um, on my Facebook and I'll, I'll tag you in it so you can read it. But a week after I moved it back in with my mom, which I thought was already humbling enough. Um, with very limited funds in my bank account, I was like depending on my deposit from my from where I just moved to get like get come back to me because that's how much I needed the the funds, right? And so that's I mean that's what I was depending on in this moment. And um, a week afterwards, I'm like th- I jump into my car thinking I'm going to go you know to Starbucks to go do some work on my website and everything. I get pulled over and my car gets towed because I had forgotten to pay my car registration. Oh. And I was just, I mean, and there was like, I was crushed. I was in tears, you know, like, I mean, here I was just like already feeling like I was brought down, uh, to this place, like our, you have humility. And then the one thing that I do have that's mine that I can still call my own gets taken away from me. And that is my means of getting around. And I mean, I live in, there's a, it, we're kind of in a remote area, but on top of that, it costs almost another thousand dollars to like recover my car and, you know, pay for the registration. And then of course, again, having to face my mother who's already taking, going out on a limb for me and, and allowing me to come back. And then here I, I kind of like, you know, em- embarrassingly make this huge mistake and, and then again, put myself another thousand in the hole. So, I mean, the, at the end of the day, like I could have said, you know what, this is a huge mistake. Why did I do this? I'm moving back. I'm going to go find another job. You know, this is too hard or this is too, it's just too much, you know, but at it's like, no, like my dream and my passion is so is worth it to go through all of these pains and also in order for me to grow and become who I need to be. And that's what we need to think about. The struggles are, are not necessarily to also to prove that we're worthy of the dream, but also so that we can become who we need to be in order to serve at our greatest capacity. So if we don't go through the struggle, we'll never be that person that will be able to serve in that way, you know. That's so beautiful. I have someone, Monica wants to know, Natalia, as a Latin woman like myself, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a Latin woman. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading the question. You're not, Josh. You're not. <laughs> so as a Latin woman like myself, how did your decision affect your family? Um, uh, what's her name? Move back uh, in. Uh, but Monica. Monica, is, is your, are you, are you referring to your family like, you know, partner and kids, or are you referring to your family like your parents? Well, I think she wants to know, did the decision to move back home affect your family in a negative way? No. I mean, the thing is, is thankfully, I'm so blessed. I am so incredibly blessed to have a family that is is, is supportive of me. I mean, my, it's just my mother, to be honest. I, I, I don't, uh, yeah, it's just my mother. And, um, and so she's just, she's been so great about it, you know? And I think that she's sort of, you know, maybe sometimes she's been waiting for me to finally, to finally take this leap. You know what I mean? It's like your parents know what you're, what you're, what you're meant to do, I feel, you know? And so some parents aren't like that, but I, I am blessed to have a mother that is incredibly supportive of me. And so no, it, it didn't have a negative effect on my family, but I know that there are some people who don't have that support system. And, um, I, you know, 
I think that sometimes our blood family is not necessarily our family. And so I think that even if you don't have the support system within the people that you're related to, that you do have a family that are, that will support you. You guys, I, I, I'm loving the audience today because they're just dropping nuggets right and left. God lets us take the beating on the front line to prove that the world, it is, it is possible to get through life's problems. Yeah. All that don't, Infinity says, I love it snowing here. Can you see the snow? <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. It's snowing in San Diego inside my office. That's um, so cool. <laughs> you guys are amazing today. If you guys are enjoying this message, please share. Um, Natalia, you're, you're absolutely terrific. Just really enjoying uh, you being here. It's such a blessing. Uh, Thank you're, you. you're really, really incredible. So, what is, what's next for you? Like, I've got two more questions for you. Sure. Uh, but what's next? Like, what is, what's the end game? What do you envision for yourself? Like what's on the horizon? All right. So I, this is what I ultimately want to do. So I'm right now I'm using certified high performance coaching just to already get, get helping people and helping them get to where they want to get to in their lives. Um, but the, the, the goal from there is to scale the business into, into a business that helps people engage in a way that's more meaningful in their jobs, wherever they're at, because ultimately like we're not, not all of us can step out and, and start, start a business. If we have a dream to start a business right, right then and there, you know, sometimes if, especially if we're earlier in our, in our careers, we want to get a little time under our belt. I know I certainly did. And as, as a manager, I was a manager previous to this. I really witnessed, um, especially with our younger generation, um, this lack of really knowing how to show up to work in a way that's going to lend them success. And I mean, I'm talking about maybe a lack of work ethic. I'm talking a, a lack of appropriate mindset, you know, and I think that, you know, that lack is not necessarily something that's their fault, but they, they haven't had the right leaders, you know, and they haven't had the right mentors to, to help teach them the skills that they need in order to gain the success that they ultimately want in their lives. So um, MGMT Elite Professional Coaching is hopefully going to be a platform where we can do live workshops on leadership um, within companies. I definitely want to do, you know, hopefully do some, some speaking, um, you know, in a broader sense for audiences, for people who are, are feeling lost in their careers, who are feeling disengaged in their work, disimpassioned in what they do, you know, just to help them start thinking differently about who they are and what they want for themselves. And then bringing that energy to the work that they do, because that's really, I think the distinguishing factor, the job is the job. And it doesn't matter what that job is. It's what you bring to the job and what you bring to the service that is going to make the difference in both your life and the lives of the, uh, the lives of the people that you serve. So I want to kind of bridge that gap. And ultimately I hope that my services will be, be that, that vessel. I love it. I love it so much. Um, John said the devil will rob, cheat and kill when he knows you are guided by God's grace. You have a purpose that he wants to stop. Keep pushing. Yeah. He's thanks, John. Way to gaining and getting what he wants. I, you guys have been incredible at the comments today. They are absolutely loving you. Um, Aww, thanks, thanks for sharing. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, so good to see you. Good morning, Dallas. Good to see you. Um, so Natalia, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to give you a giraffe. A giraffe? Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. So I'm going to give you a giraffe. Okay. You cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. Okay. What are you, you going to do with it? Well, why wouldn't I just keep it? You're going to keep it. You can't give it away either, but what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Yeah. What am I going to do with the giraffe? Right. That's the question. <laughs> well, I can't give it away. 
and I can't sell it. I think I have to think about what's best for the giraffe. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to keep it holed up in my backyard. So maybe I would find a place for it to roam, um, and find a place where it would feel, it would feel good about its own life, you know, and then make other, hopefully make other friends. I don't want the giraffe to be lonely, you know, so it needs to have a place where it can roam around. It's got those long legs. Certainly it's not going to be happy in the backyard. (laughs) So maybe, you know, maybe just find a place where it could live and roam and be happy and and make friends. I I don't know. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to do a follow-up question because I didn't like that answer. Um, Okay. A penguin walks into a, wait, hold on. A penguin walks into a bar wearing a sombrero. Okay. What does he say and what does he do? He says, Orale ese, you want to go on an adventure? (laughs) How about this? Do you want to ride my giraffe? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You want to ride on my giraffe? Like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Good to see you, Mary. Oh my God, this is terrific. Giraffes are about 80,000. I'll take it. Jason says you are awesome. (laughs) Partner up with it. Share it. Oh my God. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, Natalia, do you have any parting words for this amazing, beautiful audience this morning? Good morning. Um, One, I just want to, again, I just want to thank you, Josh, for allowing me to be on here and share this experience with you. And to the audience, you guys are all amazing. And you guys have certainly made my day uh, just with all of your amazing questions. Keep asking these questions to yourselves. I think the most important thing is that we engage ourselves more dynamically in our lives on a day-to-day basis and that we don't give up on what we believe our purpose is and take those risks, take the take the the challenges, face your fears and and make take the bold action that you need to take in order to get what it is that you were meant for in this life. So just don't give up and and keep moving forward. Amen. And so hold on really quick. Peter, the reason why they shared it in the CBD group is because this this broadcast is brought to you by Soco Cannabis Creations, Ooh. amazing CBD products cool. that we have talked about. And the entire time, I've been drinking amazing CBD water that has three different patents on it. Wow. Um, this is done by TKO Holdings, and you can guess who that is. That's Mike Tyson. It's Mike Tyson's CBD Wow, water. that's so cool. And also, to remind you, for those of you who don't know, CBD saved my life. I mean, outside of giving my life to Christ... CBD saved my life. I got off of nine medications because wow. of CBD. So that is why, Congratulations. sir, I shared this in the CBD groups because I'm a proponent and an advocate for CBD. That's um, I do want to say, I, I'll put this out there. Um, for those of you who are seeking help or support in either making a life, uh, you know, a career transition or professional transition, or you just need some mentorship on on how to take those bold steps, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can message me on the, you know, on my Facebook messenger or add me as a friend on Facebook, but I'm, you know, I'm here to support those who are looking to make greater changes in their life to achieve that, that next level of success in their lives and to step into their highest self in a bold, in a real bold way. So please feel free if you do need that, or if that comes to mind, I'm, I'm here for you. And make sure that you plug your, put your website in the comments. Um, oh yeah. Listen, guys, I, if you really, Natalia is an amazing person. If you guys need any help and guidance, reach out to her. I really believe that she's an incredible coach. Her energy is insanely infectious. I, I honestly, I see amazing things for you. I really believe in what you're doing. I believe in you as a human. Um, I, 
I just really, really want to wish you a tremendous success. I know you're going to be a success. You belong on TV. Um, oh. you, you, you're, you're incredible and a godsend. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Josh. Likewise. Can't wait to see what you do. Big things ahead. Amen. God bless. Take care. You too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. That was terrific. Uh, you guys are cancer cannot survive in an alkaline environment. That's right. This is alkaline CBD water. Um, she is a gift. She's an earth angel. Absolutely. There are only two important days of your life, the day you were born and the day you realized why. Oh, my. Is it Charmaine? That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. That was terrific. Susan Day, you have seizures. I would look, I'm not a, you should talk to a doctor about it, but I do recommend CBD because um, it sure has helped a lot of people. Man, she was incredible. You guys are great. I don't know where my other guest is. She was on the show. She's not in the screen. Ah, anyway, so I'm going to read this again. So I've got some of you in the audience. If, you, if you've already heard it, I'm sorry. We're going to do it again. But answer this question. What would you do if you could not fail? Would you write a book? Would you produce music? Would you start your own business? Would you go back to school? Would you get married? Would you lose weight? We all have something we'd love to do or someone we'd love to become, but often the greatest fear we face is fear of failure. The notion that we could fall flat on our faces often outweighs the potential of our God-given destiny. But what if you found out that failure could actually help you succeed? Deuteronomy 31 captures a moment in history that should encourage every person who's, who's ever had a big dream. Joshua is about to succeed Moses, which is not something many men would want to sign up for. It would be the equivalent of becoming the president of the United States in the midst of war. Moses knew his time was up and it was time to pass the baton to a worthy man of God. On behalf of God, Moses tells all people to be strong and courageous. But then Moses pulls Joshua in close for a special message in front of everyone. The camera zooms in and it's high, in tight on Moses and Joshua. And everyone began waiting on the words Moses will give to his successor. Moses tells Joshua the same thing God told his people. Be strong and be courageous. Whatever you've been afraid to do and whoever you've been afraid to become, God wants to encourage you today to be strong and to be courageous. The person God wants you to become is the person that isn't afraid of anything, regardless of the outcome of your dreams. Wow, that's some amazing stuff. You guys are terrific. And guess what? Oh, she was on and then she disappeared. Our next guest is coming, but she disappeared. <laughs> Again, you... you Louisa, you click on the link I sent you in through Messenger. Hold on. I'm going to send it again. We have a great interview coming up, guys. You want to check this out. I'm going to send her that link and then hang out with me for a little bit. She'll come back on. Courage is more than absence of fear. I love that. Uh, fall on your back. If you fall on your back, you can look up. If you can look up, you can get up. Rydell, you are terrific. Fail forward. Amen. And we're going to add her to the broadcast right now, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the United Kingdom, a black screen. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Maybe we're going to have part two? We're going to try it again. There she is. There she is. Again, you, you, Louisa, you click on the link I sent you in through Messenger. Hold on, I'm going to send it again. We have a great interview coming up, guys. You want to check this out? I'm going to send her that. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Why? Sorry, I've got you on another thing. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it on both. 
Okay. Hi. Welcome to Hi. the show. Hi. How thank you? you. I'm good. Thank you. It's so good to have you on the show. Finally, we could not connect last week. Um, I know. Sorry. I'm not good with this technology. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. So, how is, is it snowing in the UK? Is this is this theme appropriate? It's finally stopped snowing, but it's still freezing, and I did have to de-ice my car for about 10 minutes this morning. So, yeah, I'm quite warm. I've got the heating on. I'm all right. <laughs> so, Louisa, what are you grateful for today? To be honest, I am just grateful for, um, well, just honestly, just for being here, to be honest. And But today I have just met some really inspirational people. Um, yeah, I had a meeting with someone uh, just to do with business, and he just really inspired me um, just on uh, just his dreams, really. And I just felt really grateful that I'd actually met him today. Um, yeah, it just set me up for the day. It was really, really nice to just have someone like that just come into my world. <laughs> That's beautiful. So tell everybody because, so you're across the pond and um, you're all over the world. Tell everybody who Louisa Ashworth is. Okay. So I'm Louisa Ashworth and I, um, do you mean with regards business or just in myself? Anything. Tell us, just tell us about you. Okay, well, I'm Louisa uh, from the north of England, where we just speak a bit differently to what you hear on the TV <laughs> normally. Um, yeah, just a um, pretty ordinary person, really, just happy-go-lucky, trying to make it through life and uh, running a business, working every hour God sends, but yeah, just loving it, really. So you, um, I love that old Japanese proverb: "Fall down eight times, stand up nine. <laughs> so what? So most people do not know, but I came from. I'm in the world. Uh, one of the things that I do is I custom formulate skincare lines. Um, I help products get on TV and get on TV shows, get in movies um, and distribution. And so when I when I heard about your skincare line, I checked it out and I was like, man, this looks really really interesting. Oh. But skincare is a very tough business because everybody has the greatest skincare product in the world. Mine's better. This is the best thing ever. What would possess anyone to create a skincare line when there's 50 million other skincare lines? What separates yours from everything else? Well, to be honest, uh, I sometimes wonder myself <laughs> why, <laughs> but um, I just... I've been in the beauty industry for 17 years and I've always just loved skincare and just skin in itself and just the way that it works. I just find it incredible. Um, and so I just wanted to learn more and more. And to be honest, I just, I didn't even think about entering into the, I don't know, um, the world that is just full of skincare products. I just wanted to do mine and I just wanted to sort of like, make something a bit different and just come more of a personal approach on what my thoughts and beliefs are on, on skin, really. And, um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, sometimes I just wonder what I'm doing, but I just love it and I just wanted to make something that was just unique and just come from a therapist's point of view. So what, there's a lot of men, so I'm sure there's some men on here going, what, why would, I don't give a crap about skincare. I'm not using skincare. That's stupid. That's for girls. What do you have to say to those people? 
Well, I'd just say you'd be surprised. <laughs> and when you do use it, you'll love it. So then it will just speak for itself. You'll just know. There's many times um, what, part of my range has got a chocolate mask in it. So obviously it is like chocolate on your face. It looks like Nutella. <laughs> it doesn't taste like it. <laughs> um, and there's many times that my husband comes downstairs and I go, have you got the chocolate mask on? And he'll be like, yeah, why? But his skin looks incredible and he's like a different person. It's given him more confidence and it just... It just speaks for itself, so it might be for girls, but I'd just say try it, and then you'll be thinking, it's for me too. I when, So when I first got in the skincare industry and I had my first line, it, and I, I was I was blown away by it because we had a hair growth product that re, I mean, it literally regrew. I used to have really long hair. I just decided to shave it, but it regrew my hair, and it, like, it made my gray, dead hair kind of come back alive. And so I was so passionate about this product, and I would talk to everybody about it. I didn't care that I was a guy in skincare, but all of these, like, macho guys that I knew that always teased me about being in skincare, those same people are the same people that will private message me or, they'll like, when somebody walks away, they'll go, hey, can you give me samples of that stuff? So it's cool to take care of your skin. I got an interview when my father died from melanoma that kind of piqued my interest. But it's so important to take care of your skin. You you don't want to have to get plastic surgery. If you think your skin's perfect, you should still use skincare because preventative yeah. care is is really the best care that you can do. So Definitely. men don't be afraid to use skincare. <laughs> um, so why did you name the product LA Skincare? Well, just um, I always got told if you're proud of something, put your name to it. So I didn't want to just call it Louise's Skincare. So obviously my name is Louisa Ashford. So I just thought, oh, L.A. So Louisa Ashford Skincare. And uh, yeah, it just so happened to obviously L.A. is obviously everyone thinks it's Los Angeles. So <laughs> it kind of goes well, really. People think it's bigger than what it is, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that's smart. So tell me about the biggest struggle that you experienced in the industry. The competitiveness, the lack of budget, the um, trying to get my message out there just to say that, you know, um, your skin is an organ that needs looking after. And it's not all about, um, you know, yeah, OK, we're in business to make money. I get that. But at the same time, it's just not to overwhelm the customer. And it's just just making people believe my product and try it. Sometimes, you know, it's just trying is believe in and then actually you'll realize it is just as good as those with a massive marketing budget and um sometimes like it is all about the marketing so um for me that's the biggest struggle getting you know getting through the noise of everyone else's like big budgets and my little budget and little me in the corner but showing that it is just as good if not better sometimes yeah one of the things that people don't um realize about the skincare industry unless if you've worked in it it's it's there's two realities there's there's people that decide that i'm going to spend my money on research and development to make sure that i'm providing a quality effective product that works those companies typically do not have the budget for marketing so you never hear about then you have other companies that formulate products that you know they're selling it for three four five hundred dollars these are the ones where you see the beautiful marketing campaigns I got news for you. Half of those products cost about $2 to make and you're paying $300 for them. But those, and yet the quality is severely lacking in most of those. Most. 
So you've got to be very, very careful about the deception that happens in cosmetics and skincare because there's a lot of BS. And so I have a lot of pride and I take a lot of pride in working with brands like yourself because you spent the money on research and development to make sure you're delivering quality. But I have one thing that I, I'm really bothered by about the industry that I hate. A lot of people, like we all have different skin types. Like I'm, I'm a white dude from Oklahoma, but yet you have people that are from different parts of Asia. You have African American, you have people from Africa, you have Russians, you have uh, people from the UK, you have people from all walks of life with all, a lot of different skin types, but yet the marketing is always geared towards white people. I have a huge problem with that because people that are African-American or people that have different Asian and from the Middle East, they nothing's ever marketed to them directly. So they think a lot of these products are not meant for them. Tell me how your product is meant for different skin types. Like explain that. Yeah. Uh, so, well, my product, I believe, is for everyone, men, women, um, you know, black skin, Asian skin, whatever, um, because there's key ingredients in each product that um, adapt itself to your skin. So if you're sensitive, whether you're black or white, you're still sensitive. So there's aloe vera in the product. To This is just an example um, to help with sensitivity. In the cleanser, for example, there's um, an ingredient called salicylic acid, which is a natural derivative from willow. So, But that's suitable for all skin types because all that does is penetrate underneath your skin and right. helps shed your dead skin, encouraging you know renewal of skin cells. So basically... The skincare is for everybody because all of our skin, um, like works in the same way. Obviously, just we have different things happening to our skin at different times, um, you know, different stages of life, different times of the month, etc. Um, it, it just continually changes. So you can then change the way that you use LA skincare to, depending on what you're going through at that time, you can sort of like pick and choose the different products within your little toolkit kind of thing of the range. So, Men, a lot of men that shave, um, we get, we can get folliculitis. Basically, the break, if you don't know what folliculitis is, it's that breakout on your neck that's nasty. And a lot of African American men get it, but I get it too. Um, and it sucks. It's miserable. Do your products, do your, do you have anything in your, in your product line that would be good for men to use before they shave? Yeah, my uh, one of my salons in the UK, she stocks and she, uh, her husband swears that, well, mine does too, but uh, it was just a comment that she made once that um, if you like use the sweetie sugar scrub before you shave, that'll really help exfoliate your skin and prep your skin for the shave. And also then if you apply the plump me up gel afterwards, it's got ingredients in like pentapeptides and healing properties that will help with that especially so it like stops like your shaving rash and and like you were saying it just stops those sort of like irritations occurring okay very cool um so i got one other question um what it, tell me what your goal for the line is like what it, what do you where do you envision that la skincare is in the next two years uh, I would like it to be global, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I'd like everyone to know Ellie Skincare, and I'd just like it just to be out there so that everyone understands the concept behind it rather than it just being this is a cleanser and this is what it does. I want everyone to sort of understand the concept as in, you know, it's a toolkit that, um, you know, you can adapt 
to suit your needs. So you have six products that you take and use at different times. Uh, there's a prescription card that comes with the products, etc., to explain it in a bit more detail. And we've got videos online, etc. So it would just be nice to get it out there so that everyone is aware, or a lot of people are aware about it. And uh, yeah, just to see how far we can take it, really, just to get the message across to try and be able to compete with some of the bigger brands. Make, okay, that's that's awesome. And make sure that you put your link in the comments so we people know Thank where to you. go by. Um, and I'm really looking forward to trying it myself. So yeah. last question. Um, so I'm going to give you a giraffe. You heard the question before, I'm sure. But I'm going to give you a giraffe. You cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What do you do with it? I think I'd be tempted to groom the giraffe, but in a nice way, I mean, like, like, like look after it, like you know, comb it and and like look after it and keep it healthy. And then, um, yeah, I think I, as much as Natalie said she wouldn't keep it, I think I'd keep it and look after it and yeah, make a maybe not a pet, but you know what I mean. Like I'd look after it and groom it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So, do you have any last words for the audience? Uh, just thank you for coming on board and thank you for um, listening and just, yeah, I just really appreciate, um, Josh, that you've given me this opportunity to sort of um, get my, you know, name out there a little bit and it's been great connecting with you and, and everybody here and, you know, thank you for Alison to putting me in touch with you as well and this is kind of like my first ever real proper online live interview so I've been a little bit nervous so thank you for, yeah, just thank you really, just again, just really grateful for this opportunity, thank you. You are a delight. Um, I really enjoyed you, and I uh, wish you the best of luck. I look forward to staying connected with you. And again, Thank please you. make sure you put a link so people can check out your skincare line, okay? Brilliant. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. All right, you guys. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You guys were an absolute godsend. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you. Charmaine, great to see you. Thank you for all of the comments. Um, Natalia, great to see you. Mary, uh, Rydell, Louisa, everyone, Jax, Jason, Shane, Nick, Mary, Charmaine, Susan, Allison, Nick, all of you, thank you. God bless. Maria, thank you. You guys were terrific. Colleen, great to see you. Um, tomorrow we have another great show. Uh, again, I'm so grateful for all of you for joining. You guys made this so much fun today. Um, have the best day ever. Rem remember, if you have the opportunity to help someone today, please do it. Call someone you haven't talked to in a while and tell them that you're grateful for them, that you love them, and you care about them. Um, encourage someone today, okay? God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.